Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. I'm Lauren Sherman, the writer behind Puck's fashion and beauty memo line sheet. And I'd like to welcome you to my new show, Fashion People. On every episode of Fashion People, I'll be talking to insiders about the stuff we're all whispering between the press releases. From M&A rumors to celebrity stylist dish to the future of legacy media. Be sure to follow and listen to Fashion People, a presentation of Odyssey in partnership with Puck. Available on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Unhappy Hour, the show where we bitch about all the things we love to hate every single week. I'm your host, Matt Bellasai. There's a dark cloud over this week's episode. A dark cloud stuffed with Hallmark cards and teddy bears and fucking prefix meals for two. And that dark piece of shit cloud is St. Valentine's Day. Fact! There are only three good things to come out of Valentine's Day. Oversized chocolate hearts. Silk underwear that feels good against my dangly bits. And this episode of Unhappy Hour, that's it! So let's keep it moving. I'm here in the studio with my producer, Barry Finkel. Hi, Barry. Hey, Matt. Hey, Matt, guess what? I made you a little Valentine's How card. How dare you? You can take that card and fucking shove it. Sure thing. You got it. Today, we're going to kick things off with Worst Things First, the shittiest news of the week. Then we're going to deep dive into the anal crevasse that is Valentine's Day. Spoiler alert, there have been a lot of passionate murders on this so-called holiday. And finally, our guest complainer is a woman who claims to be happily in love. Fortune Feimster, who you may know from Chelsea or her hilarious portrayal of Colette on The Mindy Project, she gives me the lowdown on how she fucked up proposing to her girlfriend, how Ronald McDonald is definitely gay, and so much more. So let's get into it. Let's do it. Let's stuff our faces with Valentine's Day lasagna and get through this shit week together. Let's go. All right. Worst things first. The most fucked up news of the week. We got a lot of stupid news this week. First up... My favorite story of the week, coming off the heels of last week's discussion on emotional support animals on airplanes. (sighs) Listen, you know how sometimes you just, like, forget to chug your bottle of water or, like, you accidentally keep your three ounces of drugs you have up your butt? 
when you're going through security. We've all been there. We've all done it. You forget to chug it. And then security is like, what are we going to do about this? And then you have to flush it all down the toilet or drink it. Well, one girl in Baltimore went through security with her emotional support dwarf hamster. (laughs) Only to be told that she couldn't bring it on the plane And so what's a girl to do? Well, apparently she tried calling all the local rental car companies. Nobody had a car. She tried calling a bunch of her college friends, but none of them were around. And so she decided to flush her hamster down the toilet. (laughs) Insane. I don't understand any part of that. If that is the advice that someone is giving you, don't take that advice. Yeah, she alleges that the flight attendant was like, you can't bring a rodent onto the plane, so either you can set it free or you can flush it down the toilet. And then she was like, I guess I'll flush it down the toilet. (laughs) Which, like, just, also, I have a feeling that if the airport person did say that, probably sarcastic. The person was probably like, well, you could just set it free or flush it down the toilet. And she was like, yeah, I guess. I guess I'll do that. I guess I'll murder my pet. This story is insane. I'm pretty sure it came out because the girl was like, I'm suing them for emotional distress. And now everybody's like, okay, but you're insane. (laughs) You flushed a living hamster down the toilet. What is wrong with you? PETA PETA was like, everyone is wrong here. (laughs) Nobody won. (laughs) Um, Good news, though. A lawyer for the girl does assure us, and by us I mean USA Today, that she does have a replacement rodent. Oh, good. (laughs) That was the words that they used. (laughs) (laughs) The other good news is that it is a dwarf hamster. When I first heard about this story, I was imagining a full-grown hamster going down the toilet, and that is, like, way worse. Still horrible. I just am pointing out it is a dwarf hamster. It can, like, fit better. I do live in New York City where toilet rats are a thing. So I'd like to believe that this... Dwarf hamster is alive out there. It's going to make a resurgence. Right. It's going to join all of the rats. Nemo did it, remember? He flushed exactly. right down the toilet. And then he, what, what did he do? Found his father. So I'm Very I'd like optimistic. To think that dwarf hamster is living his best life. Because we should add, uh, that girl was going to Fort Lauderdale, Florida. So let's. I'd rather get flushed down the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> go to Fort Lauderdale. Let's be real. She ended up in a toilet, too. Also, I want to add that this all took place uh, on a Spirit Airlines flight, and nobody should be flying Spirit Airlines nobody. in 2018. Like, you can't get mad at Spirit Airlines when everything goes wrong. You knew what you were getting into when you bought a $10 ticket. Guess what? You're going to have to flush <laughs> something you love down a toilet. In order to fly Spirit Airlines. Like your dignity. Oh! Next! Mike Pence, the so-called vice president, is in a cat fight with a hot gay Olympic figure skater named Adam Rippon. Rippon Rip on this dick! dick. <laughs> so, here's when it started. Back in January, it was announced that Mike Pence would lead the U.S. delegation to the Olympics, the Winter Olympics... Um, Adam Rippon, who is a figure skater, was asked in an interview if he would be open to meeting Mike Pence, and he was like, no. 
I would absolutely not go out of my way to meet someone who I felt has gone out of their way to not only show that they aren't a friend of a gay person, but that they think that they're sick, which is true. Mike Pence, when he was governor of Indiana, he wanted to take funds away from helping people with HIV AIDS and give it to gay conversion therapy. So then USA Today reported that Mike Pence tried to set up a meeting with him, secret meeting, and that Adam was like, no, thank you. And then Mike Pence was like, I never asked for a meeting. This all, this is literally a grinder conversation. <laughs> what does mother have to say? Yeah, Mike Pence was like, come on over. And Adam was like, no. And he was like, I never asked you to come over. That's disgusting. And then at midnight, 12.06 a.m., Mike Pence tweeted at Adam and was like, we're all for you. Don't believe the fake news. Okay? Listen. We've all been on a hot Olympians Twitter at midnight. Okay? Like three years deep, looking at training photos from 2014. Just trying to find those shirtless pics, you know? We've all been there. So in that sense, I sympathize with Mike Pence. But also... You can go fuck yourself. Next! Are you ready for the most Florida statement ever? A Florida boy named Mason wanted a stuffed animal so bad, how bad did he, that he crawled into and got stuck inside a claw machine located inside a Beef Brady's restaurant in Titusville, Florida. Only in Florida! Every word in that sentence got worse and worse. I I literally don't understand how it's physically possible for a child to get stuck inside that machine. Like, have you ever tried stealing something from one of those machines? Yes, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, I have every time. And the hole is very small. This is a grown child. Luckily, there was a fireman also dining at the Beef O'Brady's in Titusville, Florida, and they managed to get him out. And then he got to take a bunch of toys with him. That is learning a terrible lesson. Yeah, they were like, oh, <laughs> you fucking crawled into our machine? Here's, here's a bunch of toys. Instead of having to pay hundreds of dollars like the rest of us for one stuffed animal. Like eating at a Beef O'Brady's isn't traumatizing enough. For the rest of those customers, they have to see a boy in a cage. They should have left him there to die. Uh, next up, the Museum of London is unveiling a display of a literal chunk of shit that got blown from the sewer system. It's called a fatberg. That feels anti Semitic. <laughs> <laughs> So I guess like nine months ago, there was a fatberg discovered in the sewer system of London, and it took sewage workers with jet hoses nine weeks to dislodge the 820-foot-long mass of oil, fat, diapers, and baby wipes. That's what comprises a fatberg. It's, it's a literal ball of congealed sewage. Is this like a shit. scientific term that they <laughs> use? It was my nickname in college. That's what they call me. They're like, here comes Fatberg. <laughs> Lock your doors. Here comes Fatberg. We're going to have to blow Fatberg out of the toilet again. That's what they said. <laughs> 
<laughs> you had a thriving social life. Um, but I just love that they are putting this on display as a relic of English history. The curator of the museum said the lump started out smelling like a used diaper, quote, that maybe you'd forgotten about and found a few weeks later. But now it's mellowed out to smell like a damp Victorian basement. That's what I usually used to describe. <laughs> <laughs> Smells. Good damp Victorian basement. The most appalling thing about all of this, I think, is that the museum is already selling merchandise around the Fatberg, including T-shirts and Fatberg fudge. <laughs> no! This feels too American. No. See, that's the thing. Everybody's like, oh, everyone from England is so proper. No, they're disgusting. <laughs> London is a city of filth. A tale of two cities. Shit and more shit. And finally, if you missed it, Quincy Jones gave the wildest interview to Vulture magazine. <laughs> Literally, he would be answering a question about, like, what's your favorite color? <laughs> and suddenly he'd be like, I know who shot JFK. <laughs> Actually, he was like, I know who shot JFK. And the interviewer was like, who? And he was like, it was this man in the Chicago mafia and Frank Sinatra helped set it up because he helped get JFK elected. It's wild. Among the other things that he said, Michael Jackson stole a bunch of songs. Um, the Chicago Mafia killed JFK with Frank Sinatra as an intermediary. And that he just casually dated Ivanka Trump and that she was hot and had nice legs and her father is insane. Which some of that is true, I guess. Yeah. In the most wild sentence, they were just casually talking about the cha-cha and Quincy Jones was like, yeah, I used to cha-cha with Marlon Brando. He used to come out and dance with us. Also, he would fuck everything, like Richard Pryor, Marvin Gaye, and James Baldwin. And a mailbox. He'd fuck a mailbox. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, the interviewer was like, he slept with them? How do you know? And Quincy Jones says, come on, man. He didn't give a fuck. You like Brazilian music? <laughs> And then they move on to the next subject. <laughs> oh, I want to know what Rashida Jones thinks about this interview. Oh, my God. That's, that's right. That's her dad. I totally forgot. Yeah. That makes sense. Oh, I love her. Anyway, I think we should all strive to be like Quincy Jones and wait until we're like 90 years old and then just give an interview where we <laughs> we just admit to every secret that we've ever been told. Why wait, actually? Yeah. Come on this podcast if you know... Quincy Jones <laughs> is our guest complainer. Quincy Jones, always welcome on this podcast. Rashida Jones, also welcome. And that's it for this week's Worst Things First. Coming up next, we're getting into the holiday spirit, the Valentine's Day spirit. Coming up right... Not yet. Not yet. <gasps> right now. Deep dive. Deep dive. Deep dive. Deep dive. Deep dive. It might not surprise you to learn that I fucking hate Valentine's Day because you're single, you piece of shit. You're right. Listen, I shouldn't have to do shit because a fat flying baby with a toga and archery equipment tells me to do it. Fuck you, Cupid. You piece of shit. You piece of flying shit. Oh, you have wings and a tiny dick. I don't have to listen to your garbage. Does he even talk? I don't know. <laughs> I can wallow in self-pity without Big VD telling me to find a man. 
So in honor of this holiday that we all love to hate, today's deep dive is Horizons. Valentine's Day is the worst holiday ever. First, prefixed menus, Valentine's Day menus, they're always like, oh, you only have to pay $95 a person and then we get to make all of the decisions for you. What, are you going to come home and fuck my wife? (laughs) (laughs) Fucking maitre d' from Chili's. My favorite thing is, though, I don't know if you saw this commercial recently uh, for... uh, it's Chili's or Applebee's or one of those garbage restaurants. Um, they have a new special called Two Meat Meals. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's like, why choose between steak and ribs? Get both, fat ass. And um, that's the kind of prefix meal that I'm into. Tell me the number of meats and desserts that I'm getting. It's basically a prefix meal. I came around to it. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, I'll accept a prefix meal if you describe it as a two-meat meal. Next! Candy is more expensive on Valentine's Day for no goddamn reason. And also, all Valentine's Day candy is disgusting, including Valentine's Day chocolate. Valentine's Day chocolate is worse than regular chocolate. It's like they coat it in disgust. That's fact. I'm not disagreeing. Did you see that one... (laughs) year where uh, that one company was making chocolate molds of your butthole? No. (laughs) That you can give to your loved one. You could be like, hey, I made this mold of my butthole, and then they molded chocolate into it. I don't think they poured the chocolate directly into the asshole, but they created a mold out of your asshole and then separately created chocolates from the mold that you could give to your boyfriend, girlfriend, mother. Wait, does it like, is it like those little toys where you press a button and the chocolate comes out of its butt? Is it like chocolates like poop out of the no, butthole? That's disgusting. <laughs> I'm just it's trying to just piece this the together. anus. Okay. It's just the pinched anus chocolate version. What other Valentine's Day candies? Oh, candy hearts, literal chalk pooplets. <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> Nobody likes candy hearts. No. Candy hearts are the cremated ashes of better candies stuffed into a mold and then stamped with your empty platitudes about finding love. Um, what else? Oh, edible underwear is disgusting. I can't imagine anything worse. Just eat a fruit roll-up. Right, just wear a fruit roll-up <laughs> yeah. as underwear. Fruit roll-up, it's cheaper, mm-hmm. A, and B, tighter. Because you can you can thong that shit. You can <laughs> go from a nice belt. Well, fruit by the foot is what I'm thinking of. Right. Because that's you can just pull that right up. Yeah, you can lasso your partner right up with it. I just can think of so many other foods that would be more appropriate to eat off of someone's butthole than like a hot, sticky thing of sugar. Yes. Steak, a nice juicy steak. Mm-hmm. Chicken cacciatore. <laughs> A nice tortellini. Tortellini. Mm-hmm. Maybe a nice, nice little slice of pizza off your bum. No. Okay. Gross. All right. Heart-shaped pizza off your bum? No. Speaking of heart-shaped things. <laughs> oh, oh. Heart-shaped things are just circle-shaped things, but with a bunch missing. You've taken a circle, and then you've chopped off stuff from both sides, and then given it a dimple on top. 
where's the rest of my shit? Don't bring me a heart-shaped pizza. Sometimes, though, you can, like, smash a circle into a heart. Right, right. Which is what, like, Domino's or Papa John's does. Uh-huh. But most of the times, you're taking away material. The point is, I don't want your fucking heart-shaped pizza. No! You're depriving me of pizza square footage under the guise of love. Next! Flowers are a horrible gift. One, bugs. You're basically giving someone a responsibility. You're like, here, take care of this shit, but also know that it will die no matter how hard you try. Just like this love. Oh. I'm pretty sure there are multiple Maroon 5 songs about that very fact. (laughs) (sighs) Next! Valentine's Day is also awful because everybody makes you feel bad because you don't have a boyfriend and because you spend all night tweeting mildly harassing comments about Zac Efron's butthole. That wouldn't be sad if it weren't Valentine's Day, now would it? Of of course not. <laughs> of course not, Matt. Next! All romantic foods are not actually romantic. Do you know what the most romantic food is? Say it on the count of three. One, two, three. Outback Steakhouse Bloomin' Onions. <laughs> but you can't eat that on a romantic date. You know why? Because if you pick up the little cup of sauce, do you know what's underneath that? Mm-mm. The devil incarnate. <laughs> the li- literal Satan lives beneath that tiny cup. <laughs> but that is the mo- most romantic food. You try eating that on a date. Bloomin' like our love. You can fly home. Because <laughs> you're farting so much. <laughs> just... Yeah, that's just a classic <laughs> fart joke. <laughs> uh, I don't have enough of those around here. Try being gay and eating literally any food. <laughs> Guess what? It makes you poop. All food makes you poop. Next! Valentine's Day is just an excuse to get me to try to watch shitty Valentine's Day movies, which are all bad, even though I've seen all of the Fifty Shades movies, (laughs) and I'll probably have to see the next one, even though it's terrible. (sighs) Because I don't want to watch another Fifty Shades movie unless I get to see Jamie Dornan's entire penis and anus. If I don't get to see Jamie Dornan basically get a colonoscopy on screen, then I don't want it, okay? If I wanted to see whips and chains, I'd go to medieval times. Show me your taint! You know, in a recent interview, he was like, we're not making porn. You are. Sir. You are. You are. What else are you providing with Fifty Shades of Grey? Artistic integrity? Wrong. Do you know he sings on this movie? No. I listened to the soundtrack today. The minute I woke up, I was like listening to the Fifty Shades soundtrack. And he sings a full minute of Maybe I'm Amazed. And I creamed my pants. (laughs) (laughs) Instantly. Next! I can't even go to a restaurant on Valentine's Day and cry without a bunch of couples looking at me and be like, you're ruining our day, sir. Can you please take the sadness outside? And I have to be like, this is a fucking Burger King, bitch. I can cry wherever I want. What, what else do you think Burger King is for? Wearing a crown and crying, asshole. Why don't you take your date elsewhere? Next! Valentine's Day cards are dumb and expensive And you can convey the sentiment that you would otherwise spend like $20 on with 
basically like two to three emojis. So try that. Which three emojis? Peach emoji, eggplant emoji, salsa dancing emoji. (laughs) That's all you need. Finally, Valentine's Day is the worst because people in public try to use Valentine's Day as an excuse to mount their boyfriends like a prize pony and fucking go to town on his D while I'm sitting here trying to eat a peaceful meal by myself. I think Valentine's Day is a great day to treat yourself. Amen. Buy some nice underwear. Get a nice juicy steak. Slap it against your taint. Nope. And then wolf that thing down. Oh, God. There you go. And that's it for our deep dive for today. I hope you enjoyed it while shoving some oversized chocolate hearts down your throat of the good kind. Now hold on to your butts because Fortune Feimster, who is both very funny and very in love, is up next. So... You might recognize this week's guest complainer from The Mindy Project or from Chelsea on Netflix. She is a comedian, actress, and all-around funny person. Welcome to the show, Fortune Feimster. What's up? It is Feimster, right? It is. Okay. I was very impressed that you knew that. <laughs> I, there was two options, <laughs> and I nailed it. Yes. <laughs> well, welcome. Thank you. Uh, the question we start with to get everyone going is, yeah. what is one thing you hate that everybody else loves? The the thing I hate the most of anything is, uh, well, food-wise, is strawberries. No. And every time I tell people that I hate strawberries, they look at me like I'm a crazy person. What about strawberries? It's the it's this little tiny seeds. <laughs> yeah, they were very I, intimidating. Because I love strawberry flavor. If uh-huh. you give me like a lollipop, right? Some sucker, Tylenol, whatever you call uh, I, it tastes delicious. But as soon as I bite into strawberry, I want I li- it literally makes me want to vomit. <laughs> And it kind of goes, it's the same with like raspberry. It's like that berry family. Yeah. But I'll see a bowl of berries that look amazing. And I'm like, I wish I liked that. But like you could put nothing worse in my mouth. Yeah. And everyone's like, you're insane. Have you at least had chocolate covered strawberries? (laughs) I'm like, I would eat the chocolate off. Suck the chocolate off. And then be done with the strawberry. I'm confused as to why strawberries are seen as such like a sexy food. Yeah, they they are. When I proposed to my lady, I had... Chocolate covered strawberries. That's how much I loved her because I hate them. Wow. And I knew she liked them. Yeah. What and, a compliment to her. Know, but you always see in movies like people feeding each other strawberries. <laughs> That's just your personal hell. I'm like, just put a Snickers bar in my mouth. I don't want a strawberry. Well, that's a good transition because I wanted to. So you're doing Whole Thirty right I'm now, doing is that the, uh, right? Whole I saw 30. on Twitter, which is explain to me what it is. So Someone has tried. It's a it's like a food detox for right. thirty days. Um, they don't want to call it a diet. <laughs> uh, it's a lifestyle yes. change. Um, it's like no sugar, no dairy, no bread, no gr- no grains in general, no no beans. They call what them is legumes. left? I don't understand. No processed foods. Um, what's left is basically like meat, vegetables, some fruit, and like nuts. Sand. <laughs> Sand. 
<laughs> I basically had to learn to not enjoy food for the last three. I'm on day 23. Wow. Um, so I've I've had to just not look forward to food. Right. I'm just, which is for a big lady like me is yeah. like, you're taking away all of my joy in life. So I've had to learn how to be happy uh, on on my own, without food. That doesn't seem pleasurable at all. I didn't think I could do it. I, I thought I would go two days and be like, screw this, I want some <laughs> waffles. But but we just kind of committed to it. And, yeah. I mean, it's been good. I lost like 13 pounds in nice. three weeks. And I, just, I don't know. It's not like in a week I'm not going to be you know, eating donuts. <laughs> I will be making terrible choices. But the hope is that... I make less terrible choices. Right, right. Yeah, isn't it like once once you do it, the point is that like then when you start eating those things again, you're supposed to be able to be like, oh, now I know that drinking yeah. milk gives me like a yeah, terrible it's like pain. An, it's a, an, eliminate, an elimination process. But my body's just like, put all the trash in it you want. <laughs> like, whatever. Yeah. You know, I wasn't, this, this my, you know, this temple... <laughs> <laughs> I was big. I was born ten and a half pounds. My yeah. temp, my temple was already, you know, messed compromised. Up, compromised from the beginning. I without getting too uh, personal, I'm jealous of what I imagine your poops are like because <laughs> <laughs> mine are just a disaster always, and I've accepted it. <laughs> I will I will say this without getting too graphic. Uh, Everything is more pleasant, right? For sure, right. And uh, before it was just like, whoa, <laughs> whoa, don't go in there for about five hours. Yeah, um, I I work from home now, which yeah. is like what I need because uh, yeah. I need to be within like twenty feet of a bathroom <laughs> always. <laughs> Not that I like worked in a, a desert before. But yeah. Anyway, it is it is a lot safer when you're by yourself. Right. Right. I want to take a moment to uh, empathize with your plight this week okay. um, because the founder of Home Depot had some <laughs> yeah. <laughs> some troubling things to say. And you, you said on Twitter, so I'm not just hate criming you right now. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but I, it's me. been a tough week for lesbians. Yeah. Um, well, they people have said, to be fair, this particular CEO hasn't been – like actively involved with Home Depot for for a bit. I, I've been told Home Depot themselves are very gay friendly. Okay, as okay. they should be. <laughs> right. It's basically <laughs> sacred ground for lesbians. Um, but yeah, this guy who helped found Home Depot went on Fox News, and they were going over the tax bill and how he was saying it would benefit people more than they were realizing. He was like. Uh, you know, d- Democrats, you need to use your stupid brains <laughs> if you have one. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Because yeah. most lesbians are Democrats. Right. So, and, you the know. The good ones. Yeah, the good ones. And, uh, you know, Home Depot is like where we get married and <laughs> take our dates. And right. Like, you're don't force us to go to Lowe's. We will. <laughs> We will go to Lowe's. Um, we're not scared. But, you know, there's just something synonymous with lesbians in Home Depot. Yeah. I, is there a consensus of Home Depot over Lowe's? I, yeah. It's in, like, I the hear charter. Home Depot more. It's yeah. a depot. It has everything. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> For your needs. Yeah. And they sell flowers. You can 
Take your lady to get a power tool and buy her, buy her some flowers in the process. Well, I hope uh, I hope the storm passes over and we can all weather it. I know. And, I don't. Uh, I don't know if the company has. I don't know. I don't think I haven't heard that they've like said anything. They're probably just like, "Oh, kooky, what's his face over here with his right. billion dollars?" Is all. Yeah. You know, talking crap again. Yeah, I feel like after the fo- the Fox News segment, the the anchor was like, "Now, now, be yeah. a nice billionaire." Which is odd for Fox News. <laughs> yeah, like He's even like, they were offended. Yeah, he was like, "Oh, okay, <laughs> all right. Well, we don't have to resort to name calling. Leave that for our morning show." Right. Yeah. Now, now, I love that. That's how you like tell a, a Republican to simmer down when they're talking about Democrats. Now, now. <laughs> It's the same thing I feel when they talk about, like, gay wedding cakes. It's Mm -hmm. like weddings are – gay people know how to throw better weddings. They sure do. Stop depriving us of the tools that we need uh, to express – our gayness. Our ga- what do you want? You want to make a boring ass, you know, Costco sheet cake? No. I've been to some amazing gay weddings. You know, every detail's covered. Yeah. And there's never a porta john. <laughs> I've been to some straight weddings that make no. me go to use porta johns. Honestly, yeah. And, yeah. You know. I've never when been I'm not a- on the whole thirty. It's not a great experience. <laughs> right. The problem with the Porta John is that everybody else is not on whole thirty. Exactly. So yeah, that's like ground zero. Mm. Uh, <laughs> speaking of weddings, great. Yeah. <laughs> you are engaged. Congratulations. I am. Thank um, you. Talk me through how did the proposal go down? What went wrong? What went wrong? <laughs> so it was. Um, we got engaged right after New Year's, and we what went wrong originally was I wanted to propose at a place called San Ysidro Ranch. It's a really beautiful um, hotel outside of, uh, right around Santa Barbara, uh-huh. and it's beautiful and quaint, and uh, when Jacqueline and I first started dating, I took her there. I didn't realize how romantic it was. Like, they were having some good deals. So I was like, oh, let's just try this place. It turned out to be, like, the most romantic place on earth. And we were, like, just very soon into dating. So mm-hmm. had we not liked each other, it could have been super awkward. Right. Like, fireplaces and, you know, canopy <laughs> beds and everything's by candlelight. Right. And, uh... And so she made that joke. And so I thought, how how fitting would it be, you know, two and a half years later to take her to that same place and yeah. propose? And um, it got shut down for a month because of all the fires and stuff. Right. So I had to last minute change plans and ended up picking a place up north in Big Sur called Post Ranch Inn. Right, right. Which is also beautiful. I didn't have anything extravagant plan i just knew i really love this person and wanted to marry her so it's like it's not like i was gonna like rent a helicopter right. and <laughs> us die in a fiery crash you right know? i mean that's romantic yeah yeah you go down together um so we just i planned to have dinner and i the hotel like had rose petals and i did the chocolate covered strawberries <laughs> and champagne so that made the compromise but like i had told the uh, waiter, I said, hey, I, you know, can you, do you mind making sure that this stuff's all going to happen while we're in dinner, at dinner? And he's like, all right, I'm going to find out. And then I'm going to come to your table. And if everything is a go, I'm going to give you a big thumbs up. And I, like, he was very, <laughs> like, this you was like, his can you not? <laughs> mission. And I was like, oh, this is going to be really be weird. cool. <laughs> I, know, I was like, 
calmed. Like, he was like ner- more nervous than I was. And so he kept coming to the table, but not giving me the thumbs up. And I was like, oh boy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we didn't plan for that <laughs> yeah. contingency. I'm like, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? And so finally, in the middle of the meal, he puts down her entree and then stands kind of like hovering <laughs> over her where he's like, over her back of her head, and he's like, gives me this big thumbs up, like, you know, like, we're on. And I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like shooing him away. Yeah. Like, okay, get, get, get out of here. And then she didn't want dessert, which was worked out because I had the chocolate covered strawberries. Right. I was like, oh, in my head, perfect. I don't have to spend $40 on a dessert because that's how much they cost at places like this. Right. And he comes back, this waiter comes back over, and she's like, I don't want a dessert. He's like, are you sure? <laughs> and, I, like, I, I, but he's acting like, because she kind of knew it was coming. Uh-huh. He's acting as if the ring's in the dessert. It's not. It's in the room. And he's like, it's really good. <laughs> and I'm just like, she's fine. And she's like, I, I don't know, should I Get a dessert? And I'm like, well, you don't really want one. And he's like, it, you <laughs> do not want to miss this dessert. And so at this point, she thinks I'm about to propose to her <laughs> with dessert. And I'm just like, we don't want a dessert. Get away from here. Yeah. <laughs> and then finally we walked to the room. And uh, they were supposed to put, like, tea light candles everywhere. But I guess for fire reasons, right. like battery power. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> but it was so dark in the room. Like she's like, "What's on the floor?" <laughs> like we've rose, been robbed. This rose petals. This rose petals because the tea lights are so dim. You right, can barely see. And then I got really nervous. I wasn't expecting to get so nervous and asked her to marry me. And I think I blubbered my way through it. And uh, she, later she's like, "Aren't you a writer?" <laughs> like what happened? <laughs> yeah. I was like, "I got nervous." I got stage fright. Yeah. But it was beautiful. After that, we sat by the fireplace and had champagne. It was lovely. And the right. next day, it was it was still foggy, but we took some cool pictures. And we just like, we're so happy to be engaged. It sounds like a disaster from start <laughs> to finish. <laughs> no, it sounds lovely. Well, you know, the best part of it, is that we got it? She said yes. Yeah, and that we're engaged. That's true. Right, right. <laughs> so That's I got important. The, the end result. Was right, ex- went exactly as I hoped. Now that you're engaged, are you like I can't do this thing anymore? Oh, what can I not do? Well, we're so comfortable around each other that I probably already do too much. <laughs> <laughs> that you're that you're not supposed to do to keep the right. romance alive. Right. Um. I, well, I definitely can't, like, eat as much crappy food anymore. I, she's just like, you are not going to Arby's by yourself. <laughs> That's a good call, though. I'm not, I'm going to agree with and that I'm one. like, oh, but I don't mind sitting in a, a fast food place by myself eating. She's like, That's. No. Right. That's sad. Right. I, I noticed that you're, uh, you engage with Chili's quite a bit on the internet. I sure do. Chili's is my jam. Is there anything that could ruin Chili's for you? What could you see happen out of Chili's that would be like, I'm not going back? It's hard to ruin 
my favorite food places in general. Like, I never got really that mad at Chick fil A. Right. You know? <laughs> During the whole debacle, with that is the gay a, a moral compromise that I think a lot of people make. Yeah, I was like, I did a thing in my special on Netflix. I said I'm fat first, lesbian second. <laughs> right. So you know, my love of chicken sandwiches sort of trumps right the gay rights thing for just that particular cause. <laughs> just that that um, one food item. So chill. God, something really bad would have to happen. For me to turn against Chili's, yeah. I don't even know. Shockingly, I, Chick-fil-A is the one place where my brain has decided to, like, draw a line. Oh, yeah? You... I'm like, I need to take a stand. Well, good for you. I, but I admire I've people. I've had it. Yeah. I grew up, like, eating it a lot, so it's, like, right. a staple. Right, right. And so you're just like, all of a sudden, I'm going to just act like I don't love their chicken sandwiches. Right. Impossible. That's true. Yeah, I mean, I was like a McDonald's kid, and yeah, yeah. I mean, if Ronald McDonald was like, yeah, then fuck you, you little fuck gay you kid, gay <laughs> I'd be like, okay, oh, now, now. <laughs> if Ronald McDonald, I would say that's a clear case of homophobia because Ronald McDonald seems a little gay to me. Yeah, that's internalized yeah. Uh, homophobia. Just projecting his right, own, so. right. Yeah, you don't dress <laughs> in head to toe yellow without mm-hmm. having sucked at least a little bit of dick. <laughs> Also, your friends with a giant purple blob, like hello. you heard it here first, people. <laughs> Ronald McDonald. So you had the great pleasure mm-hmm. of impersonating Miss Sarah Huckabee Sanders. I did, yes. On Chelsea on Netflix, mm-hmm. I want to know: was it fearful to get into that headspace? <laughs> well, the me doing character political characters for her kind of evolved. I, it started with. Ann Coulter, mm-hmm. um, and it was kind of an accident. Ann Coulter had um, canceled on her like two hours before she was supposed to get there. For the and, best. <laughs> yeah, right? I would have liked to have seen them head to head, though. <laughs> I don't know if two people went into that. I don't know if they both would yeah, come one, out. Yeah, one might not come out, but it would have been really fun to see. But she was like, texted me and was like, what are you doing? And I was happened to be off that day. <laughs> no, I think I'm a loser. <laughs> Um, and she's like, can you come down here? She didn't tell me what I would be doing, but I worked for her for so long. I was just like, whatever, you know, I'm sure it's something ridiculous. So I get there and they, they're like, you're going to be Ann Coulter. I'm like, I clearly <laughs> don't look like her or sound like her. And they just plopped a blonde wig on me. Right. And had me go out and read excerpts from her book. Mm-hmm. So that was really fun. So then it, then I did Ivanka. Again, don't look like Ivanka. <laughs> But then here came uh, Sean Spicer got fired. Here comes Sarah Huckabee Sanders. And I'm like, well, okay, (laughs) this I can do because, you know, the Southern accent. And it's not she's not as big as me, but still, you know, I I just liked her like as a character, Mm -hmm. gruffness, like this like no nonsense, like I'm going to freaking back up. Trump, no matter what. I mean, he can say the craziest stuff, and I'm like, that's on you for interpreting it that way. And uh, I just thought, how fun was this this going to be? So, yeah, I ended up doing it like f- five times or something for them yeah. where 
they transformed me and and I just kind of went out there, ugh, you know, all gruff and right. Uh, the only time the last video I did of her, people, some people took offense, but uh, was it, it was because of like a makeup joke? Yeah, we did a makeup tutorial, so they didn't like oh, that right. we were. It was a more of a physical. It was a the jokes were about f- the physical appearance, right. which I get. She has also made jokes about her own makeup. Well, her look has transformed over time. You know, she used to have no makeup. Right. And then it was like, whoa, that's a smoky eye. And it's (laughs) jarring when when no one's worn any makeup. And then suddenly you're like, oh, my God. She comes out in full drag. Yeah, full drag makeup. So we were like, we've got to comment on this. It's part of her journey. Right. I didn't write it. I just go in there and do whatever they tell me to do. Um, I don't like to be mean spirited, so that was definitely like a little bit more out of my comfort zone. Yeah, but uh, it's all in good fun. I do. Kellyanne Conway went through a similar journey where mm-hmm. it was like she suddenly came out with like waves of blonde yeah. hair, and it's like I couldn't tell if either a gay person uh, betrayed us and did her makeup <laughs> or was, like, going undercover and, like, subtly undermining the movement. That by, uh... they might have been. I guess once you're on TV regularly, you're like, I got to step it up. Or Trump was like, hey, I can't do a Trump impression. Like, hey, you need to put, I see it's terrible. You need to put makeup on your face. Oh, I don't want to look at it. Right. Well, didn't yeah. he make fun of it? The story was that he like made fun of Sean Spicer for his suits not fitting Pro- him. Probably uh, all the how... all the stories that come in are about him saying something awful right. to someone about how they look on TV. He has the audacity to say that when he looks like he looks, and his yeah. ties are six feet long. I know. Ugh. It's I I used to work with someone who always. Uh, Long, 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 long time ago, used to make fun of fat people a lot. Yeah. And I was like, you're kind of junky, too. (laughs) You know, these people, some people just have no self-awareness. Right. So you're just People who can't walk on a flimsy glass floor. Yeah. Shouldn't. Shatter glass houses. Yep, that's the (laughs) saying, I think. (laughs) Uh, Throw stones. Yeah, there's something there. We'll work on it. We do ask everybody also, um, are you the father of Mindy Kaling's baby? You know, I wish. Well, it would be hard to, (laughs) without that sperm. So it's a no. Okay. (laughs) It's Uh, a no, (laughs) but I wish her baby had a big old head of curly hair. Yeah. Well, we'll find out. <laughs> we'll find out. Um, you're working with her again, right? On, I am. on this new show that's coming out in March. Yeah, coming out March 8th. It's a show called Champions. Yeah. What um, is it about? It is about. Uh, so Mindy has a kid with Anders Holmes' character. Uh huh. Anders Holmes from Workaholics. Right. And uh, but the kid did not grow up with Anders because uh, they were high school sweethearts. Her kid grows up to be 16, is super gay, wants to go to performing arts school um, in New York. So mm-hmm. she go- shows up to Anders' character's place and is like, here's our son. You haven't been in his life. He's going to live with you now because this is the only way he can go to performing arts school. So suddenly this dude, this very broy dude who like kind of hasn't grown up yet, he owns a gym with his brother, um, he's got to take care of this gay kid who he has right. nothing in common with. And I work at the gym. I'm one of the trainers, obviously. <laughs> obviously, I'm a, per, a great uh, personal trainer at a gym. 
Um, and it's kind of like about all of us sort of helping to raise this super fabulous um, gay kid who's nice. uh, navigating New York for the first time and right. being young and gay. And I'm excited about it because it's a network TV show. Yeah. And I play lesbian, and which is a stretch for me. <laughs> and JJ's, Congratulations. Thank yeah. you. JJ is a young gay teen. So you have two two uh, parts of the rainbow yeah. in one show. Amazing. But you don't see a lot of lesbians and gay guys no show so i'm pretty stoked and and mindy will do like mindy's a co-creator co-producer and she'll she guest stars she'll be like in four or five of the right episodes. right so it'll be fun it's fun seeing her in a different role let's go to a segment we call bowl of shit talk where we'll have some random topics and we'll share our thoughts on them if you have any all right in and out french fries I like them. I don't I don't think they're like the greatest french fries ever. Okay. They're that's good. wrong. I mean that's a wrong opinion mm-hmm. to have. Interesting. But um I you know, yeah, I respect the fact that you have it. I like that they're supposedly fresh cut, right? <laughs> supposedly. I mean, I, can they really be that fresh? No. But, I just like they don't use potatoes. That's a lie. What they do they use, use? You know, on like football fields, I don't I don't turf? actually know. <laughs> They're made of turf. It's like, yeah, that spongy stuff that's supposed to be like the ground, but it's not. That's their french fries. That's it's the same texture as french fries. Yeah. And you're and you like that. No, absolutely not. Oh. I think In-N-Out French fries are an abomination. Oh, you think they're garbage? Okay. Yeah. Next, healthy desserts. If you had asked me three weeks ago before, <laughs> yeah, this, this is a charged time for you. I would have been like, no way. I like don't skimp out on the sugar. Now that I'm on the same, I'm just like, I will take anything that's mildly sweet. Yeah. One of my castmates, Ginger, said, take a banana and put some coconut oil on it microwave it and it's like a delicious yeah I don't know try it that sounds like the precursor to either a wild night or a you mix it up like a like a pudding oh it becomes but it still has a little texture of the banana I tried it I it was very sweet for someone who hasn't been eating sweets but I didn't like the texture of the bana- the warm banana. Right. But is that ever going to be as good as a, like, you know, hot fudge sundae? Right. No. Right. I mean, give me cupcakes and ice cream and like, all the bad things all day long. Yeah. Um, our final one that we will end with, Reba, if you hadn't heard, <laughs> is the first female Colonel Sanders uh-huh. at KFC. First off, I couldn't believe I wasn't asked to be the first female. Because there were all these comedians. I'm like, it seems like the clear next choice, if we're going female, would be me. I obviously eat chicken, and I'm from the South. Yeah. Why would it not be me? So I was a a little offended that I was overlooked, but whatever. Right. I'm not giving KFC the praise I've given Chili's, so maybe they're offended. (laughs) Right. For Reba, I don't know. I'm like, Reba, you're too good for this. It should be a <laughs> shitty comedian like me. Like, she's a legend. Yeah. Who, you know, sings fancy. And uh, <laughs> the lights went out in Georgia. And there's something weird about seeing her in a freaking 
Colonel Sanders costume. <laughs> White wig. Where, like, sing about chicken, a little fried chicken, put that barbecue sauce on that chicken wings. Or you're just like, girl, you got too much money to be doing this. <laughs> I don't know. You know, I feel like Were you maybe, into it? Well, no. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> well. Not at all. Although I feel like Reba is something that I like dreamed up like 10 years ago. Like I feel like she's not real. She's just a figment of my imagination. (laughs) Like I'm not sure everybody else can see her. Yeah. Um, Like the fact that she was a sitcom star for like a decade. That's true. But no, like I'm not quite sure that that actually (laughs) happened. You never Uh, watched the show. No. There is a blooper that I've seen probably more than the actual show yeah. because people have shared it a bunch where she tries to pronounce eating ice, uh-huh. but with her accent, it sounds like eating ass. Eating ass. <laughs> <laughs> and she can't I've say it. I've never seen that. <laughs> um, we'll p- we'll to... play a clip uh. right here. Chew an ass. Chew an ass. <laughs> ass. I think eating ass is a good note to end on. <laughs> um, Fortune, where can people find you and your work? Um, you can go to my website, fortunefamester.com. I'm about to start going on tour again nice. in mid-March, and I'm going to a lot of cities I haven't been before. Nice. And returning to a couple. So I hope people will come out and see me. I'll be, I think I start, started off in Portland. Awesome. Yeah, Portland, Oregon, that is. Right. Got to have that distinction. Well, thank you so much for joining us and complaining. Thank and, you for uh, having me. Good luck for the next seven days of Whole30. I, I think you'll make it. it. Thank and you for giving me a platform to talk about strawberries Yeah, how much I hate them. Hi, I think the world learned an important lesson about strawberries today. Yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> Bye. Bye. We're almost there. We're almost at the end of the show. But first, we got our chasers. Chasers are the good things that help us get all the bad stuff down. Barry, do you have a chaser this week? I do. I do have a chaser this week. What's your chaser? My chaser this week. I don't know if you saw it on Instagram, Matt. Um, but no. one of my really good friends, Aaron, got me a very late Hanukkah present, which one late presents in and of itself is its own chaser because they're always more fun. And then... Two, it's a painted portrait of my dog Putty as the president. <laughs> it is incredible. My other friend Meredith uh, painted it, and it is just the funniest thing. And I wake up every morning and see it on my nightstand. Wait, here, I'll show you. <laughs> <laughs> it is great. It's really good. Um, and it just brings me a lot of joy. It's brought joy to everyone. Even you just now said it's great. Look at that little smile. Except um, he's not wearing an American flag pin because he's a terrorist. So Thanks for ruining my chaser, Matt. What's yours this week, <laughs> asshole? <laughs> my chaser this week is a television show because that's all I do with my time is watch TV. It's a TV show that has been out for, like, years, but I didn't know about it, called Please Like Me. I learned about it because someone asked me to describe what, if I were to write a TV show, what my dream TV show would be. And I described it, and then they were like, oh, that's Please Like Me. (laughs) And I was like, great! That show exists already. Fuck me. And then I went and watched it, and luckily it's great. But it's not quite what I would do. 
Good. So that means I now have a new great show, and I can still work on that dream TV show. Wow. Anyway, everyone should give me money to make a TV show. Thank you. And that's it. Thank you for listening to this week's Unhappy Hour. You can fed to Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Stitcher or wherever else you get this show. Hit that subscribe button. Then leave us a review. Rate us. But only if it's a nice one. I don't want to read your shit, okay? If you have something bad to say, keep it to your goddamn self. Unhappy Hour is a production of Pineapple Street Media. It's produced by Barry Finkel, Josh Gwynn, Jenna Weiss-Berman, and me, Matt Bellisai. Special thanks to Max Linsky, Maddie Sprunkheiser, and Mark and Julian at the Invisible Studios. Music by Hansdale Sue. You can find me on all the social medias at Matt Bellisai. That's it. That's everything. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Uh, Bye-bye. You okay? I dropped my Kleenex. Yeah, it's right there. Speaking of Kleenex, that's what I'll be spending my Valentine's Day with.